Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We are joined now by the editor-in-chief at Raw Story, Buffalo's own Dave Leventhal. Dave, happy uh, Monday. I'm sorry, happy Sunday. Happy game day. Happy game day. Hopefully tomorrow will be victory Monday and we can be happy then too. Yes, hope, hopefully. These Patriot games, they, they feel a little different than they used to. They, they do. Uh, Brother Bill, the, uh, the the great Buffalo fan, who if you have not seen his Twitter account uh, or X account as it is right now, go see it. He had maybe the best video he's ever produced. Uh, it's Bill Belichick themed and everyone should, uh, should go and take a, a look at it before one o'clock. Dave, I'm going to apologize here because I'm going to throw you a curveball right off the top. Uh, We had a minor party candidate on in our first segment from the Libertarian Party, and he was talking about ballot access here in New York State. Is that an issue throughout the country for for third parties? Uh, It's an issue across the country in the sense that if you're a Libertarian or a Green or another minor party that uh, is really struggling to get attention that, yeah, absolutely, it's not easy to get on the ballot, uh, particularly for national level races, federal level races. So if you're talking about Congress or the presidency, absolutely. It's a little bit different when we're talking about town council races or city council races or even state house races. But yeah, the the challenge is real for uh, those who are not a R or a D when it comes to getting on the ballot. See, I, I, I knew you'd have an answer, Dave. That's why uh, I, I, I always make sure I put the disclaimer out there, but I know I can throw a curveball once or twice in an interview. Uh, we, we have a lot, I say a mess going on in Congress, in the House, but I, I want to make sure that I, you know, I'm, I'm not just saying that irresponsibly. Uh, but Dave, what exactly is going on with the Speaker of the House? It's been over two weeks, nothing's getting done in Congress, and where do we stand? Well, first of all, Joe, that this is more than a mess. It's an absolute disaster for Republicans right now. And and don't take my word for it. Certainly don't take Democrats' words for it. Take Republicans' own words for it. Okay, we've run headlines in the past couple of days with the quotes, we are idiots. Okay, that's coming from a Republican congressman, David Schweikert of Arizona. Another quote, we don't deserve the majority. That's coming from Jim Banks, a Republican of Indiana. And that's just for starters. So the level of division the level of acrimony within the Republican caucus right now in the U.S. House is as high as it's ever been in all of my years covering politics. Uh, and, and I think most reporters who are covering Congress would say that, too. And, and Republicans, they, they don't know where to go from here. There, there are no fewer than nine different Republicans now who are either saying that they are going to run for speaker in, in the next go around, the next attempt of this, or, or that they're strongly considering it. And many of the names are people who 
If I started ticking them off, Joe, nobody would recognize. These are not household names. I mean, maybe Tom Emmer, he's a Republican from Minnesota and leadership. Uh, people might recognize him. After that, I mean, you're, you're going to struggle. <laughs> and, and that's where things are right now. There is no path forward. There is, a, there is no clear consensus, and there might not be for many days or even weeks. And meanwhile, Congress is just sort of frozen into this uh, bizarre ossification of inter, you know, intra-party uh, bickering, fighting, and, and some are even calling it civil war. It's very bleak for Republicans. Now we have Congresswoman Claudia Tenney joining us uh, after the news at 11, Dave, and I will ask her this same question, but what happened with Jim Jordan? I mean, Jim Jordan seemed like a popular uh, pick in January. I-, I thought it was all but a done deal, and he failed in two straight ballots. What happened? Yeah, well, you know, this is kind of a tale of two Jim Jordans. He first came to Congress as the ultimate kind of street brawler and and somebody who was uh, from the far right, uh, willing to say anything, do anything. And and then he kind of changed his approach. He was somebody who was uh, trying to fashion himself as a a unifier, a, a term that gets thrown around in Congress a lot, a barn builder, somebody who's not tearing down but building up. He, he became part of Kevin McCarthy's inner sanctum. He became chairman of the Judiciary Committee and part of the, the leadership team for Kevin McCarthy. But during the speaker's race and when Jim Jordan threw his hat in the ring and became the, the speaker designate, uh, he, he began to, to really anger uh, at least a, a certain number of Republicans who felt like they were being strong-armed. Uh, there were threats uh, on some members' lives by people who were supporters of Jim Jordan uh, out in, you know, the interwebs and whatnot. I mean, it it started to get very, very nasty. And certain Republicans who ended up voting against him or or voting for other people whose name was not Jim Jordan were like, no, we we just cannot abide. We we cannot support him and we're not going to support him. There's nothing that you can give us that's going to convince us otherwise. And that's why we saw in the three different votes that were taken – not only did Jim Jordan on the first ballot not get nearly enough votes to become speaker, he, he needed almost everyone in the Republican caucus in order to, to cross that threshold, but he began to lose votes as uh, things went on. So that's why he bowed out. It, it just uh, simply was a numbers game. His numbers were going uh, not anywhere in the right direction, but quite the opposite. They were going in the wrong direction, and there was clearly no path forward for him after that third ballot for him to become speaker. You know, the interesting thing is, Dave, we're so used to in the last few years, you know, Donald Trump being behind everything. Uh, But it seems like even the former president doesn't support what's going on with Republicans in the House now. Well, it it makes him look bad uh, and it makes Republicans in general look bad. And and there's a halo effect that if uh, Republicans and one realm are, are doing things that uh, are going to make Republicans elsewhere look bad. Well, that, that's not good for anyone in the Republican Party, right? But, you know, in essence, this is providing a gigantic honking gift-wrapped package to Democrats during the 2024 elections. When you see television ads or listen to radio ads or see an ad pop up on the Internet, I, I can guarantee you Democrats are not going to be talking in their own voice when they say Republicans are not up to the task. They're going to be talking in those Republicans' voice. And all the quotes uh, and all, all the fighting words and all the things that are being said about other Republicans by Republicans right now, that's going to come back to haunt them. And here's a, here's a phrase that you're going to be hearing a lot about over the next year. It's the Biden 18. Okay, well, what's the Biden 18? The Biden 18 are 18 Republican members of Congress who are serving in districts that Joe Biden won during the presidential election 
in 2020. So these are Republicans who are endangered. They're likely going to have, in almost all cases, strong Democratic opposition in challenge in 2024. And for an electorate that is already predisposed to voting left and voting for liberals and voting for Democrats, uh, they're going to have to make the case that, well, actually, you, you do want to vote for a Republican. And that case has been made a lot harder by the antics and activities of the past several weeks in the U.S. House. And national Democrats are going to remind voters in those districts time and time again, 24 hours a day of exactly what happened. And why are those 18 seats important? Well, it's because they could provide the, the margin of victory or defeat for Republicans in 2024 to retain the majority in the House. So, you know, we could be in a situation where we're not talking about Republicans trying to nominate a speaker. We're going to be talking about Democrats trying to nominate a speaker in 2025 if things keep going in this direction. I've been saying that all week, Dave. I said every day uh, this is the, the biggest gift for, for Joe Biden's reelection. Um, looking also at the Congress. So we, we don't have a, a clear uh, Speaker of the House um, candidate for Republicans now that Jim Jordan's out. We've heard that the interim speaker could get more power. Who decides that and how long would that take to finally get something happening on the floor at the House of Representatives? Well, the, those very Republicans who are trying and failing to get a speaker would be the ones who would have to decide to change the rules and empower Patrick McHenry, Republican congressman from North Carolina. He came in as uh, one of the youngest members of Congress uh, back almost a political generation ago. And right now he's kind of in this caretaker position where he doesn't really have much power at all. But as you just uh, described, uh, they're, they're thinking, Republicans, that is, in the House, of trying to at least temporarily give him more power so that some business can get done in Congress. Uh, you know, the practical effects of this, Joe, is that it, here we have a, a war between Israel and Gaza. We, we have everything going on between Russia and Ukraine. We have some really, really big domestic and economic issues. We have immigration concerns. I mean, you, the list goes on and on, and it doesn't stop. And yet the U.S. House has effectively been frozen by what's been going on with the speaker's race over the past couple of weeks. So it's getting I don't know if you want to call it a crisis mode that we've reached at this point, but nothing's getting done in Congress. And until this gets ironed out, there's very little that will be done in Congress. So that's why it's so critical and so important to the country. And meanwhile, oh, re remember that whole government shutdown thing back in September? Well, that's going to come up again, too, in November, because they only passed a bill that lasted 45 days, and they're going to have to figure that out, too. So th there are massive practical implications to getting a Speaker of the House, somebody who can lead and somebody who can actually marshal and shepherd business. And, and right now that's not happening. Patrick McHenry, uh, McHenry may or may not get these powers. And Republicans are going to have to figure that out, too. So it's uh, the the tawdry tale continues to, to get bleaker and bleaker the more you talk about it. Dave, let's go back to the, the, the two people who really started this, Kevin McCarthy and Matt Gaetz. Um, now, at the beginning of all this, there was rumors that McCarthy was going to resign. He was going to step away from Congress before his term was over. Is there talk of that? Is there talk of him being up for speaker again? Where does the Kevin McCarthy uh, seat lie on this Sunday? Oh, every scenario, Joe, is open. Now, are any of them realistic at this point? Remains to be seen. But a funny kind of funny, not haha, but funny, funny type of uh, situation is that Kevin McCarthy's old office He's still kind of occupying it, or at least his staff is. And the, the Kevin McCarthy Speaker of the House sign still 
sits there over it. So his specter, his specter looms large as a former House Speaker. And could he come back again? Could could the Republicans say, well, you know what? Let's just hit the restart button and uh, put Kevin McCarthy back in after all. I, it seems highly unlikely, especially after everything that's happened and still the opposition from Matt Gates and a handful of other Republicans to Kevin McCarthy. But Matt Gates and his group, they, they sent a letter, uh, in kind of a desperate one, in a bid to save Jim Jordan's uh, speakership, uh, which, of course, did not come to pass, saying, we'll do anything to get Jim Jordan. We'll even stand for censure or, or, or otherwise, uh, you know, take a, a knock from committees. I mean, it, it didn't work, but you're talking, you're talking some really desperate words there for them to suggest such a thing. So it seems, again, highly unlikely that they would back Kevin McCarthy. But at this point, anything, Joe, seems possible and would not be shocking if it ultimately did happen. Are, are, are there frustrations with Matt Gates for starting all this? You know, it, it, Matt Gates seems, and this is my opinion. I know I shouldn't be putting my opinion out there, but Matt Gates seems like the kids that said, "Hey, we're going to break into school," and then they break into school and go, "Now what do we do?" I mean, that seems like what what happened on the floor of Congress. Well, you know, the 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 term that that we've been hearing a lot on Capitol Hill is he he is the ultimate dog who caught the car, uh, raced after it, bit onto it, and then what? So. So, yeah, use whatever metaphor you would like to. I think all of them are pretty apt and accurate. And, and Matt Gates has never really been particularly well-liked uh, in, in Congress, but that's something that he likes. He, he's fashioned himself to, to be that bombastic outlier, that, that person who will throw any type of bomb that he is willing to throw. Uh, of course, he's also had a, a very turbulent time in Congress. If you go back to the investigation that was launched into him over uh, whether he had uh, facilitated over uh, over international lines, um, you know, the the uh, corruption of a minor. I, I mean, there, there's some stuff that's going on with Matt Gates. So a lot of his own Republican colleagues have been wary of Matt Gates, and now in a very uh, political sense, the most political of senses, Matt Gates has really just, uh, to throw another metaphor, uh, totally upended the Republican apple cart. And now it's just kind of a process of picking up all those apples and seeing if you can get them back in the cart. And so far, no dice. Other news around D.C., obviously the um, president visiting Israel, uh, proposing a package. But again, that's all waiting on if Congress, if the House of Representatives gets back in session, right? Right. And so, so therein lies uh, the, 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 the real, I said before, I'll say it again, practical implications. They're, they're real. So any package like that that needs congressional approval, Joe Biden has no power to just snap his fingers and make it happen and spend the money. The power of the purse lies with Congress. So Congress will either get its act together or not uh, to be able to consider that and ultimately vote on that if it does. And right now it's in a holding pattern. Oh, well, Dave, uh, I know we'll be talking with you on Tuesday with Susan and Brian. Uh, if you had to, if, if FanDuel was going to ask you, uh, do you think we'd have a speaker by the time you speak with Susan and Brian? What would you bet? Uh, a- absolutely no. Uh, give it the thousand to one or something <laughs> like that. I, I don't see anything in the next two days happening where we're going to have a speaker. Again, anything is possible, but the, the way things are now and the number of people who have thrown their hat in the ring and are, are saying, hey, vote for me as speaker. Why not me? It, it just uh, seems that there has been more chaos that has developed over the past couple of days than less. There is less clarity and more confusion and 
that's going to have to all work itself out too. And yeah, stay tuned because it's uh, it's going to be quite a bumpy ride. Dave, uh, we spent the whole interview on one topic, so I'm going to ask you one other topic: uh, <laughs> Bills Patriots. What do you like today? Do you, do you like to see the offense actually show up for the entire game? What are you thinking? I, you know, I, I wouldn't be so disappointed if uh, they scored a touchdown on every drive. It's a standard that Josh Allen has set, after all, in a certain playoff game. But I, I would be happy with a nice, comfortable win where the Bills never trail and the <laughs> and they always lead and they score a touchdown on their first drive and, and there's just no chance. After that Giants game, I think we all need a, a, a little respite from the drama, uh, at least in, in Bill's kingdom. And yeah, let's uh, let, let's go 37 to 13 on I, this one. If, if you didn't ask, but there's my score. I like it. I, I said the Bills need to get into the 30s. It's a short week. Let's take care of the Patriots and move on. Dave Leventhal, always great speaking with you. And uh, I will I will talk to you Tuesday morning. Our audience will hear you with Susan and Brian uh, Tuesday at 6:50. Looking forward to it. Go Bills. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for twenty-five dollars per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. Five dollars more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at twenty-four monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. Thirty-five dollars per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 